1: it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today.
2: Tonight, America's top infectious disease doctor warns there's a disturbing surge in coronavirus. As 26 states see infections spike, California and Texas shatter records. Overflowing bars and restaurants shut down. A children's hospital now caring for adults. Plus, is Europe about to ban Americans from traveling there? Breaking news. The FBI concludes its investigation on that news found in Bubba Wallace's garage. Why, they say tonight, it was not a crime. Not kidding around. The president says he wasn't joking about slowing down testing. Tonight, as he campaigns in a COVID hot zone, his new threat to crack down on protesters outside the White House gets a warning label from Twitter. Political pressure, new allegations from the top prosecutor in the Roger Stone case. Were Justice Department attorneys forced to go easy on Stone because of his relationship with the president? Not backing down. On the day his new book comes out, the former National Security Advisor opens up. What John Bolton tells us about the president's request for re-election help from China and what could happen if he
3: loses in November. The, the real issue, I think, is is there's some chance he would refuse to leave. Bill Cosby court decision. The stunning ruling
2: tonight in the disgraced comedian's sexual assault case. Could the former star be released from prison? And we call it painting it forward. Tonight, the doctors picking up paintbrushes to help lift spirits.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with a dire new warning from the nation's top infectious disease expert. Tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci says the next few weeks are critical to tamp down what he calls a disturbing coronavirus surge and that with cases rising in 26 states, he's worried the death toll could soon spike too. Fauci says that's due in part to some places reopening too quickly and because young people are, quote, throwing caution to the wind. He's urging everyone to wear masks and avoid crowds. Texas and California have set stunning new single day records for new infections and hospitals in Arizona, where the president is campaigning tonight, are filling up with patients. As we come on the air tonight, the coronavirus has killed more than 121,000 nationwide and more than 2.3 million people have been infected in the U.S. There's also some breaking news tonight from the FBI. Investigators now say there's no evidence that a crime was committed after a noose was found in the garage of NASCAR's Bubba Wallace. Drivers at Talladega Speedway rallied around the sport's only black racer on Monday. But there's late word tonight that the case is now being closed. Well, there's a lot of breaking news tonight, and our team of correspondents is covering it all. CBS's Maria Villarreal is going to lead us off tonight from Dallas. Good evening, Maria.
1: As the nation's health experts issue a serious warning here in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott announced today the highest they have ever seen. More than 500, 400, 5,400 cases reported in a single day. And now he is asking people to stay inside if they can. Growing fears tonight that states like Texas and Florida are going down a dangerous road as the virus continues to spread. TESTIFYING TODAY ON CAPITOL Hill, DR. ANTHONY FAUCI SAID THE NEXT COUPLE OF WEEKS ARE CRITICAL IN TRYING TO SLOW THE VIRUS.
0: WE'RE NOW SEEING A DISTURBING SURGE OF INFECTIONS THAT LOOKS LIKE IT'S A COMBINATION, BUT ONE OF THE THINGS IS AN INCREASE IN COMMUNITY SPREAD.
1: HE WAS ALSO OPTIMISTIC ABOUT A VACCINE.
0: WE WILL BE ABLE TO MAKE THEM AVAILABLE TO THE AMERICAN PUBLIC WITHIN A YEAR FROM WHEN WE STARTED, WHICH WOULD PUT US AT THE END OF THIS CALENDAR YEAR AND THE BEGINNING OF 2021.
1: 26 states are now reporting a spike in COVID-19 cases, with hot spots popping up in the south. Oklahoma is up 245 percent, Florida nearly 168, and in Texas, the number of hospitalizations rose nearly 60 percent in the last week, while the average number of new cases have roughly quadrupled since the end of May. In Houston, Texas Children's Hospital is admitting adults to free up beds for COVID patients. Dr. Mark Boom is president of Houston Methodist Hospital.
0: Um, That's the message that the citizens of Houston need to hear is we can't avoid a shutdown if we all do the right things.
1: Tennis star Novak Djokovic tested positive for coronavirus after hosting a series of exhibition matches where there was no social distancing. still here. 48 year old Collie Dobbins spent 17 days in an Arlington, Texas hospital, 14 of them in the ICU.
4: Okay,
5: I'm leaving the COVID-19 floor.
1: It's unclear where the mother of five contracted the virus, but within days of the state reopening, she went out. You can bring it back to your family. So cover yourself, stay guarded, be aware local officials are also begging people to take this seriously. In the meantime, in the world of sports, Major League Baseball announced tonight they will have a shortened 60-game season, but they are still working on their health and safety protocols to keep bands safe. Nora.
2: Maria Virial, thank you. And now to that stunning development regarding the news that was found in a garage used by NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. Tonight, the Department of Justice says the news had been there for some time and that no federal crime was committed. CBS' Jerika Duncan has the late developments.
0: Rallied around Bubba Wallace.
2: One day after
5: NASCAR today. rallied around Bubba Wallace, the FBI concluded the incident was not a hate crime. The FBI said the noose hanging in Wallace's garage had been there since October 2019 and that no one was aware Wallace would be assigned to that garage station. The noose was discovered on the same day NASCAR enforced a new ban on the Confederate flag at its events. And here's Bubba Wallace. Wallace, NASCAR's only African-American driver in its top series, has been pushing for cultural change. He recently outfitted his race car with a dedication to the Black Lives Matter movement. After the race Monday, Wallace stood in defiance of what he thought oh, was, so cool. was a hate crime.
0: The sport is changing. Um, the deal that happened yesterday,
3: sorry I'm not wearing my mask, but I wanted to show whoever it was that you're not going to take away my smile.
4: Jerika Duncan, CBS News. New York. Tonight,
2: President Trump flew to Arizona, a state that has seen a record number of new coronavirus cases in each of the last six days. This is the president says he wasn't kidding about asking for a slowdown in coronavirus testing, despite aides earlier insisting that it was all a joke. CBS's Paula Reed reports tonight.
4: President Trump not wearing a mask toward a section of newly built border wall in Arizona today. Arizona is one of the most active hotspots for COVID-19 in the country. The number of average daily cases has increased fivefold since the beginning of June. But the president dismissed the risk, even as eight staffers tested positive after Saturday's rally. Today, young people lined up for blocks to get into tonight's Students for Trump rally in Phoenix. Attendees must sign a waiver, though, promising not to sue if they contract COVID
0: so i said to my people slow the testing down please
4: as he left the white house this morning the president insisted he was not joking about ordering a delay in covid testing saturday i don't kid let me just tell you let me make it clear the administration continues to send contradictory messages on this issue of life and death yesterday uh, his press secretary insisted it was, was a joke for- it was a comment that he made and just And today, on Capitol Hill, Dr. Anthony Fauci denied any such order was given.
0: To my knowledge, none of us have ever been told to slow down on testing. That just is a fact.
4: Looking to change the conversation, the president seized on a clash between police and protesters who last night tried to knock over a statue of President Andrew Jackson just yards from the White House.
0: We are looking at long-term jail sentences for these vandals and these hoodlums and these... Anarchists.
4: The president tweeted saying the protesters will never be granted an autonomous zone. And if they even try, they will be greeted with serious force. Now, Twitter flagged that tweet as a violation of the company's policy against abusive behavior. This is the fifth time that Twitter has flagged one of the president's tweets. Nora.
2: Paula Reed, thank you. Well, tonight we're hearing an extraordinary allegation from a federal prosecutor who helped convict the president's friend, Roger Stone. That prosecutor plans to tell a congressional committee tomorrow that he faced pressure from the highest levels of the Justice Department to go easy on Stone. Here's CBS's Nancy Cordes.
5: Assistant U.S. Attorney Aaron Zelinsky says the political influence he experienced in the Roger Stone case was deeply unsettling and virtually unprecedented. In a detailed 13-page statement, Zelinsky says the team that prosecuted the president's longtime friend was pressured to water down and in some cases outright distort the events that transpired in his trial. In order to secure a lighter sentence. What I heard repeatedly, he wrote, was that Roger Stone was being treated differently from any other defendant because of his relationship to the president. Stone was convicted on seven counts, including witness tampering and lying to investigators. But when it came time for sentencing, Zelensky says, higher-ups suddenly overrode his team's recommendations in court. We were not informed about the content or substance of the proposed filing or even who was writing it. That led Zelensky to resign from the case. Roger Stone got a three year sentence, and the president has talked about firing him, uh, pardoning him, rather. Zelensky's latest accusations have drawn no reaction yet from Attorney General Bill Barr, who just this week fired a U.S. attorney who was overseeing other cases involving Trump friends.
2: Nancy Cordes, thank you. John Bolton's long-awaited book was released today to bipartisan criticism. Objections from the White House that say he discloses classified information and scorn from Democrats who say he's putting financial gain over country. Well, tonight, the former National Security Advisor tells us that in the room where it happened, President Trump put personal interests ahead of national security.
3: I think with respect to China, which for me is the existential threat to America in the 21st century, we are in much worse shape. China continues to be uh, an increasing global threat for the United States. What capabilities does China have? Well, national wealth alone gives them uh, the kind of uh, potential in cyberspace and, and in many other respects that Russia doesn't. Ru- Russia is a one horse economy, and when the price of oil is down, they're in trouble. They happen to be a massive nuclear power. I do think it's correct uh, when America is criticized for having a quarterly report mentality. China thinks in decades and longer, and we need that strategic approach. So when you look at Xi Jinping, And that very long-range approach they have compared to Donald Trump thinking this is an afternoon conversation, it's no wonder we're at a disadvantage.
2: You write in the book that President Trump asked the Chinese President Xi for help in the 2020 election. How explicit was the ask?
3: Well, this is an area where, in the pre-publication review process, uh, I was asked to change my description of what was said. And uh, uh, we had a lot of discussions on that point. But uh, I finally agreed, and uh, I'm going to follow the agreement and uh, leave it at what we said there.
2: Because this is a national security issue? It's classified?
3: Because under the attack that the administration is already making, uh, I don't want to give them any more evidence. But but let's be clear, Donald Trump is not worried about foreigners reading this book. He's worried about the American people reading this book. That's what this is about.
2: I know, but you make the case that this is important for the American people to know before an election. Why not tell us what he was asking of the Chinese president?
3: Because when I wrote the book, I never intended to disclose classified information. I've, I've been through uh, four Republican administrations now and have never done that. Uh, I wouldn't do it. Within the White House,
2: which adviser would you say has the most power?
3: Well, I think uh, perhaps not so evident at the beginning, but increasingly evident now is Jared Kushner.
2: And is Jared Kushner, in your view, qualified to handle the portfolio that he holds within the White House?
3: Well, uh, I can't speak to the non-national security areas. The president can pick any political advisor he wants. Uh, but in the national security field, I, I didn't understand why he was given the responsibilities he was.
2: Who is the safer choice for America's commander-in-chief, President Trump or Joe Biden?
3: I, I'm not going to vote for either one, and it's a, it's a question of, uh, uh, of apples and oranges. Uh, it's a very bad election from my point of view. At the presidential level, what I'm going to do is uh, write in the name of a conservative Republican leader. Well, a write-in is not going to win. That's true. My plan is to hope for a miracle. Do you believe if President Trump
2: loses in November, he will contest the results of the election?
3: So there, there may be legitimate reason for either candidate to contest this or that state. The, the real issue, I think, is, is there's some chance he would refuse to leave. And I've got to believe that the Republican Party at that point would rise, as it did in the case of Richard Nixon, and tell him he had to get out.
2: You think the Republican Party would do that? I hope so. And we should mention that Bolton's book is published by Simon & Schuster, a division of Viacom CBS. And you can see more of our interview with John Bolton tomorrow on CBS This Morning. There's much more. And then tune in tonight when Bolton visits The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. We're going to turn now to Rayshad Brooks, the black man shot dead by police in Atlanta. Today, he was eulogized as a hard worker who fell victim to a system that doesn't offer a real shot at redemption. This is one of the officers charged in Brooks' death said he would not have done anything differently that night. Here's CBS's Jeff Begays.
6: I'm trying to pray. Inside Ebenezer Baptist Church today, Tamika Miller wiped tears from her eyes and praised the eulogies for her 27 year old husband. This did not have to happen to Ray Ernie's King, the youngest daughter of Martin Luther Luther King, Jr., spoke about the ongoing struggle for justice from the pulpit where her father preached about equal rights 60 years ago. The officers should have gone home that night without blood on their hands. This is the great tragedy in our nation that must cease. Brooks, a father of four, was shot twice in the back by Atlanta police officer Garrett Rolfe. Devin Brosnan, the other officer charged in the shooting, was supposed to meet with investigators today. In an interview, he called the incident a tragedy, but also said that he was surprised he was charged, adding, I feel like my side wasn't really heard. Just after the funeral ended today, the Fulton County Sheriff's Office announced the arrest of Natalie White, wanted in connection with the fire that destroyed the Wendy's during a night of protest at the site where Brooks was shot. (laughs) At the church, Mourners moved to tears during the service, watched as the hearse began Brooks's final journey, which included a drive by the Wendy's parking lot where he died. Social justice activists often link the Brooks case with that of Ahmad Arbery, another African-American man shot and killed here in the state of Georgia. Today, the state legislature here approved hate crimes legislation. The governor is expected to approve it. Currently, Georgia is one of only four states without hate crimes laws. Nora.
2: Jeff Pegues, thank you. New tonight, Bill Cosby will get a chance to appeal his sexual assault conviction before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Cosby's lawyers argue that trial testimony from five past accusers who say Cosby sedated them with quaaludes before assaulting them should not have been allowed. Cosby has served nearly two years of a three to ten year sentence. Today late night host Jimmy Kimmel said he's sorry for appearing in blackface when he did impressions of black celebrities. Those portrayals have included NBA star Carmelo, Malone, Snoop Dogg, and Oprah Winfrey. Kimmel now calls the impressions thoughtless and embarrassing and apologized to those he hurt or offended. We've been saying for months that we're all in this together. Nowhere is that more apparent than in San Francisco, where a remarkable mural has sprung up. Here's CBS's Jamie Yukis. The creators of this mural honoring healthcare heroes, doctors themselves, with a simple message how we care shapes who we are. Why was that message important to you? It
3: tells a narrative. The patients that we take care of touch the lives of all of those loved ones around you and and in turn they take care of us.
1: Dr. Jessica
2: Chow is one of nearly two dozen from San Francisco General to put down their
3: stethoscopes. It's a very different skill set. (laughs) I think we painted this tribute mural really to, to those who have touched our hearts and souls. Does this almost feel therapeutic to you? It was definitely inspiring and rejuvenating um, and a very humbling experience. Maybe it's also partly because we needed this for ourselves to give ourselves hope.
2: Doctors who have seen the worst, finding some of the best medicine, maybe art. Jamie Yukis, CBS News, Los Angeles. We've got quite a story for you on tomorrow's CBS Evening News. A COVID patient shares how art has helped him And his doctors. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com/survey.
1: Look around; you can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.